This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You're listening to Talk of Champions, an Ole Miss Spirit podcast with Ben Garrett. It's up, it's up, it's up, it's up, it's up, it's up. Welcome to Talk of Champions. I'm Ben Garrett at Spirit. Ben on Twitter. He's Chuck Ronsville, my publisher through the Spirit, OldenSpirit.com, and Affiliate of On Three. Hey, buddy, what's up? Oh, man, I'm so excited to be on with you today, Ben. Oh, my God. You know, <laughs> I know you're being sarcastic, but I'm going to take that as a compliment anyway because I'm going to have a good day today. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm not being sarcastic. Oh, fired up. I've been looking forward to this all day. Uh huh. You've been thinking about it just this. I'm going to get to talk to Ben at 11 o'clock. What have you been up to, there man? There you go. There you go. Oh, just uh, just got finished with my morning walk and trying to figure out what's going on. A few little tidbits here and there in the football office and uh, football program, and uh, try to keep up with that. You know, what's happening right now? What's the biggest overarching thing for Ole Miss football? Well, obviously the uh, what they're in the off season in the weight room and conditioning and. Uh, different players working on different things, uh, you know, players that want to get quicker, players that want to get stronger, players that want to get bigger, uh, players that want to do it all. Uh, so they're tailoring those weight training and, and conditioning programs to get them ready for spring and to for each individual athlete to accomplish their off-season goals. How have the newcomers looked so far? Uh, a mixed bag, you know, some of them are, are trying to, you know, figure it all out. They've never been in, in an intensive, uh, some of them have never been in a weight program this intensive and they're uh, learning how to do the lifts properly to get the most out of them. And, uh, and, but some of them have come in here and, and have uh, taken to it like a duck to water. Uh, one example of that is linebacker, uh, Monty Montgomery. They say he is an absolute freak in the weight room. So, um, you know, it's a mixed bag. As far as the quarterback, Spencer Sanders, he had, a, a, I think, a shoulder issue coming over from Oklahoma State. How's he doing? And Walker Howard, I mean, I think uh, for, for a time there, there was concern that maybe Spencer Sanders wouldn't be going through workout shit, but here he is, and he's been working out with them since, you know, jump really in January. Yeah, well, he's he's working out in a limited fashion. He's not throwing the ball at all, um, and he's his weight work is, is – very limited as far as putting any extra pressure on that shoulder. They're giving him a lot of treatment. Uh, it's not going to require surgery. I found out yesterday, giving him a lot of treatment, uh, different physical therapy, motion, range of motions. And they do anticipate him being able to go through spring training, which is going to be critical for him. If he wants to battle for the starting job with, uh, Jackson Dart and Walker Howard. Yeah. I mean, any any quarterback that doesn't go through spring is not going to start it in the fall, in my opinion. Outside of the quarterbacks, and that's the obvious story that we're all going to be paying attention to every single day, what are you most going to be paying attention to in spring practices? I'm interested to see about the cornerbacks. 
because I, you know, we lost uh, Battle, Higbignosin, Breedlove, three of the top four or five. You, you could say still got uh, Prince and Markevious Brown, but um, you know we need some, we need some corners in this Saunders and um, uh, the kid from Georgia Tech. What's his name? Samari Walton. Walton. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, those guys have got to come through. And then we'll see if a guy like uh, Braxton Myers is is, is college ready. Uh, but we, we've got to have help at corner. And, I mean, I know that doesn't sound like the most important thing to a lot of people, but um, to me it is. What's up with Deshaun Gaddy? Are we just kind of giving up on that one? Now, I don't know about giving up, but it, it's getting to the wire where if they don't get his – academic clearance he's not going to be able to come here so uh i don't think they ever give up until they're told a, a definite no but they which they haven't they haven't been told a definite no yet but but it's not looking good i don't i don't hear a lot of optimism out of the football office if that doesn't happen um do you think that they approach that position again in the spring or will spring kind of be used to see what they have and then go into the two-week portal window in may and kind of figure it out yeah, I think I think that they'll have to go into the portal in May for one or two bodies at that position, uh, even if all these guys work out, um, you know, and are as good as we hope they are. Uh, you still got to have five or six, you know. And at this point, we're even if Saunders and Walton work out to where we hope they are, we're looking at four really, right? Realistically. Uh, that can play in this league. Now, no offense to the other guys on the on the roster, but they're, they're either not ready or, or you know, they're not, not. They're just not good enough. Chuck regularly posts hearing posts on the Ole Miss Spirit, OleMissSpirit.com, and Fleet of On Three with stuff he's hearing about Ole Miss football, Ole Miss baseball, whatever he might be hearing, basketball, a lot of football lately. And one thing you kind of touched on on Saturday was just some new, not newcomers, excuse me, but some returning guys who've also stood out in the weight room so far. Who's really impressed, in your opinion, more than anybody? Is it J.J. Pegues? Is it Javon Gordon? Who's kind of uh, stood out amongst the returning guys that haven't gotten enough well, to talk about? I only got a partial, uh, you know, a partial report from different guys that are in. There's so many different groups that we're. St- I'm still hitting on some other groups that I haven't really heard of, about yet. Uh, but of the groups that I have heard about, um, they they claim that uh, oh you know it, it's a wide receiver group that Trey Harris is doing really well and Jordan Watkins is doing very well and um, you know it's just a, it's just a mixed bag again it's same as uh, you, you know the quarterback situation and the cornerback situation is uh, just don't know at this point what Walker Howard they say is doing real well and. You know, but on the other hand, Chris Marshall, the five-star wide receiver, is still trying to figure things out in the weight room. So, uh, one player told me that Dayton Wade is on a mission in the weight room, put on a few pounds, and has gotten stronger. And up front, um, you know, Micah Pettis is limited due to off-season knee repair, minor repair, but he's he's not able to do much lower body work. Uh, Caleb Warren's having a great off season. Um, Jeremy James is not able to do anything because he had a labrum repaired in, in the off season and will miss most likely miss spring. So it's, it's a mix, mixed bag of what I've been able to gather so far. 
if you had a handicap who opens the spring as the first team offensive line, assuming that Micah Pettis might be limited, Nick Broker's gone, who do you think those guys would be? Who's like the backup right tackle? Wow, I don't even know. Right. I mean, it, hopefully somebody that they brought in, um, you know, that, that one of these guys, McGee, or one of these guys that they brought in, you know, to, to during the portal, uh, and that'll be determined as they go, you know. Yeah, because if you look at what they added, Monotamani is probably the only true tackle they added through the portal. I wonder if, like, a Cam East, who, they were, who they're who they really excited about, maybe steps in at a right tackle if Micah can't go. Yeah, I, I mean, really they are excited. Him. Yeah. They, they are excited about Cam. Um, but, you know, it's, it's all going to – it's all going to have to shake itself out in in uh, in spring, and to you know to guess right now, just I just don't have a clue, really. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, looking at the team in total and kind of what they've been able to get done so far in recruiting, there's they're three fourths of the way through the recruiting cycle for 2023. They got one two week period in the portal in May. When you look at what they've gotten done, as we're kind of like in that quieter period, you know, as the dust settles. Um, what, where, do, where have they really like hit home runs and where do they really need to still kind of uh, be looking and, and maybe address? Well, Spencer Sanders is healthy. They hit a home run at, at uh, quarterback for sure. And from a numbers standpoint, I think they hit a home run at linebacker. We'll see if how good those guys are. I think they hit a home run at wide receiver, Adam Harris and, uh, Aiden, the freshman Aiden Williams and, uh, Marshall uh, to take up the slack for Mingo and Heath. Um, so those are those are the main areas to me. Um, I think they need one more running back. Um, Riscano, Bentley, and Judkins certainly certainly uh, excite me, but I just I just think you need one more. And um, up front, I think if all the guys get healthy, I think we'll be okay, particularly with. Uh, Cam East, like you said, coming along, and who's uh? There was another true freshman. I can't Preston I can't Cushman. My, Cushman, yeah, yeah, that they think is another Ben Brown. Um, he he had a good first year last year, and if he emerges in spring, that that might be a guy that takes Broker's place. You never know. And of course, they signed uh, Quincy McGee, um, Victor Kern. Hopefully those guys are good, and we'll see. Your national champions are back for another exciting year of Ole Miss baseball. Show your support for both Ole Miss baseball and the Ole Miss Athletics Foundation by signing up for the Pledge Per Win and Pledge Per Home Run campaigns. Donations are charged every Monday, allocated into your blue priority point total, and are up to 90% tax deductible. So sign up today by visiting givetoathletics.com slash donate. That's givetoathletics.com slash donate, or call the Ole Miss Athletics Foundation at 662-915-7159. That's Ole Miss Baseball and the Ole Miss Athletics Foundation, 662-915-7159. And Ole Miss fans, Morgan Wallen is bringing his One Night at a Time tour to Vaught-Hemingway Stadium April 22nd and April 23rd. Tickets for both nights are still available and start at just $78. To purchase, visit morganwallen.com. That's morganwallen.com. The car buying process can be a lot. I know, I've been there. You just want to get in and out with a new car and the best deal. Simple. Alan Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford keeps it simple. They're going to take care of you, get you in and out with your new vehicle with a great deal. 
Their inventory right now is priced to sell, and what separates Allen Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford from any and all competitors is they aim to address each of your needs with the utmost respect, care, and attention to detail. Contact them today at 662-234-8000. That's 662-234-8000. Stop by and see them in person at 2201 East University Avenue in Oxford. That's Allen Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford to find your next perfect car, truck, or Jeep. Allen Samuels, let's be friends. It's concert season, and concert season is all about the boots. Already, Oxford and Ole Miss have seen Morgan Wallen lighted up at Vaught-Hemingway Stadium. Ole Miss football star and Talk of Champions podcaster Jared Ivey bemoaned how his boots were lacking. He should have gone with Tecovis, the only stop for the Ole Miss fan and the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings for the spring and summer, including timeless, always-on-trend styles in men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. Stop by your local Tacova store and have a complimentary drink or two on the house while you shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and a friendly staff are at your service, and many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it to a store, just visit Tecovis.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges and ship right to your door. Go to Tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. It's a new year, and that means setting new goals for yourself and your family. And there's no better time to throw financial goals into the mix. Because the past year has been stressful for lots of people, me included. So why not take this opportunity to reevaluate where you are financially and where you want to be down the road? And that's where my friend Thomas Chandler comes in. Thomas is a financial planner with Capital Financial Group and wants to help you set your financial goals and work towards a more secure financial future. So give him a call today at 662-296-0186 for a no-cost consultation. That's Thomas Chandler at 662-296-0186 to get started today on your journey to financial health today. Well, I'm looking at this team and I'm trying to think about it. You know, the way, the way it ended, losing five of their last six, going eight and five. Is the roster, in your opinion, this time last year, compared to this time last year, better, worse, about the same? I mean, have they done enough to maybe look at that schedule next year with trips to Alabama and Georgia to feel good about it this early? It's way too early, and there's still plenty of time to go. But Considering that they had 41 new players last year and going to have 42 <laughs> new players this year on the roster, I'd say it's about the same until we see how these new guys are going to shake out. Um, obviously, I think we're stronger at, at quarterback. I think we're just as strong as wide receivers. I said earlier, we've got starters coming back on the offensive line. Uh, Cedric Johnson, to me, has got to come on and be the edge guy we think he can be and stay healthy. If if so, I think our defensive line probably needs another edge rusher if one's available. I think linebackers should be um, at least deeper. Um, you got Kari Coleman and Sistrunk coming back, but you added – what five or six 
two or three in the portal and Perkins out of the high school that um, has everybody excited. Um, little, little concerned at cornerback. Um, tight end got bolstered a little bit, but man, we need Trigg to to be the player I know he can be that I saw last spring and and not the hurt, immature, don't want to work guy that we saw this fall. Yeah, Trigg's got to do it, man, because Caden Priestcorn, I think I saw it yesterday. Um, Pro Football Focus ranked the top 10 returning tight ends in college football, and Priestcorn was in the top 10. I mean, this isn't just a player that was signed for depth. He's a guy that can come in and push you out. Oh, no doubt. And and Kieran Heath is another guy that uh, I thought had a pretty good freshman year last year, and I was surprised they didn't play him more when Trigg went down and Casey Kelly went down. They Instead, they put Mingo in there more as a tight end guy rather than uh, playing the freshman. And maybe he just wasn't ready, um, you know, knowing the system well enough. But I think physically that kid's got some – ability I, I think he's going to be pretty good yeah for Kyra not to play I'm curious if that's just like a philosophical thing with Lane I mean he only plays in a season or at least he's done this at, at Ole Miss maybe 30 40 guys at most and and a lot of those younger guys Braylon Brown's a good example of this J.J. Henry I mean they're the ones that have kind of been um, impacted the most by the advent of the portal and that you know Jordan Watkins and Malik Keith and all those guys come in now Chris Marshall Trey Harris they come in it's hard for these young guys if you don't pop immediately to maybe inch your way or, or climb your way into the rotation if you're not playing. Yeah, and and it make no and make make no mistake about it. Coaches are human beings, and first impressions stay with them a long time. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, a guy like Heath, he he made a pretty good first impression, but obviously, as the season wore on, that first impression uh, didn't hold up, and. Uh, now he's got to come in in spring and make another first impression that that's going to be more lasting. Yeah, because Kyron, I mean, he had such a good preseason, didn't he? I think we were writing all about yeah. him. Yeah, he was showing out. Yeah, yeah. I thought I thought he did real well. Caught the ball well. I mean, he's not as uh, fast as Trig, but he's fast enough for a tight end. He's big. He looked willing to block, which Trig hadn't been to this point. Um, he's bigger than Trig. I mean. I just thought, hey, this guy's going to help immediately. But when Kelly and Trigg both went down, he, uh, they didn't insert him. So I'm sure they have their reasons. Where is Casey Kelly right now? What is he doing? How's he coming along? With I, I think any rehabbing. I yeah. think he's rehabbing. I just heard. I just heard uh, some know, things like this injury was so bad it might be career ending for him. I haven't heard that, but you know, you just you never know about injury information because they they certainly don't let it out. Um, you got to dig for it and then you got to be careful on how you report it, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You got to, so, I, I don't know what's happening with him. I just, you know, when I look at that tight end group, it starts with trig first and then correct Caden priest corn and those younger guys I'm fascinated by too. When you look at the spring and kind of how we're preparing for this, um, when are they going to actually practice? Do they know that yet? Have they figured that out? I'm sure they do, but I don't know. Dang it. Um, usually it's in March, isn't it? Yeah. March. Right. Maybe late March, early April. You know, you know when I find out when spring training is. When I do. When, when Sports Information sends us a, 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 an email and says you can come to practice tomorrow. That's yeah. when I find out. Yeah. Do do we expect this spring? I mean, I've kind of made fun of it for so long now that spring is inconsequential. But I would actually argue that it's gained a little bit more importance because of the portal and settling these guys in. 
I mean, do you think the spring is important for any particular players or position groups now that you're looking ahead to it? Uh, well, in general, you're you're absolutely correct. Spring has has gained a lot of importance when you're talking about nearly, let's just say, half of your playing roster. You know, you're not going to play more than seventy or eighty guys, and forty-two of them are new. I'm not saying all of those are going to play, but uh, basically, half of your playing roster is brand new. Spring takes on a new relevance. Uh, a new priority. There's no question about that. Um, the position linebacker, linebacker has yeah. got to be cornerback, uh, has got to be safety. All those defensive positions, learning a new system, um, trying to figure out the personnel who who can get it done and who can't. Uh, those are all going to be important. Uh, I think Pete Golding has has got a lot of evaluating to do in the, in 15 practices and uh trying to get his you know depth chart somewhat settled before August rolls around and trying to figure out if they need to try somebody in the uh in the May portal but I got a different opinion about the May portal than most people I I, I just don't look for that to be a real viable avenue for recruiting unless you just kind of get lucky um, to me, and I, I, no offense to the guys in the second portal in May portal, but those are the guys that couldn't make it where they are now. They, they didn't, they didn't earn a spot in spring where they are now and how much can they help us? And, you know, I, I just have my doubts about guys in the second, in the second portal. I'm kind of the same way. It's kind of like the leftover portal. If Deshaun Gaddy, for example, can't get in right now for spring practices, well, I mean, he's furthest down the road with Ole Miss. That's the most realistic opportunity for him outside of staying at North Texas. So that could be something that they work it all out, and then he reports in the summer, and he gets done officially in the second portal. Or, like you said, there are some leftovers out there that might happen. But I'm with you. I don't know if it's necessarily viable. I think this is kind of what they have, you know, and this is what we need to be paying yeah. attention to. I mean, we did get a couple of guys – Last year, Jalen Robinson, even though he didn't pan out, he was supposed to be real good. He did not. Um, Malik Heath, Malik Heath did pan out, but we knew we were going to get him. But he just had to get academically right. He couldn't come through spring. Uh, but he, you know, he certainly panned out. So th- there are exceptions to what I'm saying, but it's it's just not as strong uh, an opportunity for recruiting as that first portal, you know, that we just got through. Well, Mississippi State wide receiver Caleb Ducking just got into the portal. He had 46 catches for eight, and eight touchdowns in 2022. And I'd actually heard back when, um, golly, who was it that got in? It wasn't Dylan Johnson. What happened with Dylan Johnson, by the way? They just he went to he, Washington. I know. He just did that. Just Peter out for Ole Miss. Um, basically, what I heard was that they he didn't want to start school as early as Ole Miss and Mississippi State start, and like Washington. This may be baloney, okay, but I this is just what I heard. I was going to say, it's like, that's like the most relatable thing I've ever heard from a college athlete. No one wants to start school, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, that they don't start the, the uh, next semester at Washington until like February 1st or some, some garbage like that, and he wanted to just lay around. I mean, we tried to get in touch with him many times at home in Greenville and when he was in Starkville and um, – he just he just lost interest in us. Well, I bring it up. I finally remember the name it was Tulu Griffin, the wide receiver from Mississippi State. He ended up sticking at Mississippi State. And every in-state 
um, recruiting source that I talked to right when Tulu got in said, hey, man, watch out for Ole Miss unless he stays at State. And Ole Miss, it seemed like, was going to land him, but then he ends up sta- sticking to State. But I'd also heard back then when I was hearing those same things about Tulu that, hey, man, Caleb Ducky might get in and Ole Miss will be an option for him as well. So that's another one that you might need to watch out for. But outside of like a Caleb Ducking, who is an accomplished player, um, the second portal, it's just, it's just different, right? I mean, this is not going to be the same like months-long process that we had um, with these other guys and kind of following their recruitment. It's kind of one well, of those and things. Well, and you're not, you're not going to add 10 guys. Right. You know, you might add three, you know. Yeah. And plus, I don't think they've got, but oh, I'm just guessing this is a ballpark. I think they've got five scholarships left, maybe six or seven, but they don't have a whole lot of scholarships left to, to fill the second term uh, transfer people. Well, for the Ole Miss fan right now that's paying attention and wants to know what's going on with Ole Miss football, for you, what do you tell them when you're approached at, you know, when you're going to eat somewhere, maybe when you're up at Kabuki? I don't know where you go to now every single day. You used to go get sushi at Kabuki every day. So wherever you're going every single day to get your food, uh, and somebody says, Chuck, what's happening right now? What's the biggest thing? What Ole Miss fans need to be paying attention to and keeping an eye on? Pete Golden. Yeah. Pete Golden is the biggest thing. Yeah. If we don't get better – defensively overall. Now we had some games that were pretty good and, you know, blah, blah, blah. But if we don't get more consistent and better on defense, then we're going to, we're going to be an eight and four, eight and five program. I mean, that's just bottom line. Uh, in this league, you got to play some defense and you got to be consistent with it. And I think that's what Pete Golden brings to the table is, uh, I, I hope, that he's going to bring some consistency to our defense. And uh, the second thing is, I think he's going to run a four-man front primarily. And uh, I want to throw a party for that. You know I, want how, like, I want to like have an online party where you and me like make a cake and everything. No longer running the three, three, whatever, three, two, six, whatever the hell yeah. it was. Well, he's going to run some three-man front, but it's going to be a three-four. He's going to have either six or seven in the box at all times. And to me, oh. that's the only way you can survive yes. in the SEC. You can't have five in the box. I mean, that that kills your pass rush, and it, and it kills you on the rushing game. I mean, it doesn't accomplish anything either way. You're conceding me. running lanes pre-snap like that, running a 3-2-6 yeah. yeah. or whatever it is. But, you know, ever, ever since Arkansas laid that on us two years ago and corralled through six interceptions against it, Lane's been – kind of sold on it, and now I think he's backing off that because he's seeing the results. And also because you got Pete Golding. Chris Partridge landed back at Michigan, and I'm going to be honest with you, thank God he ended up back in Michigan. That's that's kind of perfect for Ole Miss. I didn't want Ole Miss having to compete against him as a recruiter. I hear you. He's Chuck Ronsville at Spirit Chuck on Twitter. We both write for the Ole Miss Spirit, omspirit.com and Food of On 3. It was short and sweet, but it's always information-filled. He's Chuck. Thank you, man. I appreciate you. Enjoyed it, bud. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.